welcome to discussions of music, healing, and consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Perotzman. On this podcast, Chris and I offer a spontaneous, ongoing conversation about how music is intertwined with healing and consciousness. Our first season helped lay the foundation and build some of the superstructure for what we want to do here in Season 2, where we'll be welcoming some intriguing guests, going deeper into ancient mysteries and wisdom, and cultivating your background knowledge and curiosity. We hope these discussions will inspire your own study and practice of the musical and healing arts, and that your contribution to advancing world consciousness will be satisfying for you and transformative to those around you. Let's get started. Well, I'll here I'll tell you a little bit about um, my weekend festival at the very last, um, I guess the last weekend of August. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We did um, we we did our our meditation workshop on the final morning of the weekend, and it was really early. It was the earliest one we've ever done a 10 a.m. workshop, and you know musicians, I think. He, right, we're still not, asleep. <laughs> we're not the early birds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the same time, you know, luckily my friend is naturally, he is a bit of a, uh, an, he is an early bird. So he's, he's an exception to that rule. And I, and I can, you know, I can, I can do it. I can do what I need to do if I need to do it, especially so you, for an event I'm excited about. Were you there with Tennyson King or some other? Yeah. So I was there with Tennyson King. Okay. We've been doing this all summer now where we're, we're incorporating a meditation music, um, workshop usually after a performance. So we'll do a concert classic you know just rock and roll folk rock um at a, at a very cl- like regular music festival this isn't um yeah. yoga festival these aren't like you know spiritual more hippie festivals this is standard rock fat fe- like music festival and um yeah we we offered the uh the music meditation the following morning at 10 o'clock and like i don't know 80 plus people showed up in nice. that early morning i mean i was amazed at the turnout first and foremost and then the amount that people were able to drop in and we, 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 we've been improving the workshop each time. So this time we were offering some more, um, like we, we talked about toning. I talked about toning and I talked about how, um, using sound. I actually, that was the day I was starting to come down with my fluish feverish, um, pretty, pretty brutal sickness that took me for about a week. And that morning I told the audience, I was like, I'm going to do some things that I need right now. Because my head is splitting, and so I'm going to teach you guys some toning where we can, you know, put your teeth together and you, mm, and you can feel your head and your brain vibrate. Yeah, and you can find different pitches. Mm, and we, I'd practice things like that with them, and I'm like find an area where it starts to alleviate any of the discomfort in your head. And so using toning to get rid of headaches was like the first thing I, so we went through some pretty cool techniques and, and taught some, some really cool stuff. We even started to incorporate Qigong, which I have started to do now every morning, 20 minutes of Qigong before nice. I, even, before I even starting with a bit of yoga and more, more yoga kind of stretches and things like that. Qigong basically means the mastery of your life force energy. So it's truly the teachings and the practice of how to move your your life force energy your chi uh in star wars they like to call it the force you know it's yep. the same thing same thing and so that was the thing that tennyson got to bring in because he's chinese and he brought in that traditional chinese component which was perfect so we taught just very simple ideas about how to like move the breath with your hands while you're moving which is a qigong thing and a, also a tai chi thing 
So we taught a lot of cool stuff. And then I led them through the music meditation where we just played more of a sound bath. I guided them through a very in-depth body scan, which I find helps a lot, gets people very embodied and also relaxed. And then we finished it off with some singing at the end. And it was the it was afterwards when people started to come up to the stage. Some people were actually brought to tears. Some people were pumped, like energized and just pumped. And some were just clearly in a very introspective, almost like when you're on psychedelics, like mushrooms, and you go into that introspective place, kind of like they were in that mode and, or they were very inspired for, to do things. I mean, it was, it, everyone received it differently, but they yeah, all received yeah. it really well. And the, the big thing I got, Bill, was honestly, it's just like, this stuff is here to stay. Of course, we're talking, I mean, these are ancient practices that we're reviving right now, but it's, it's so clearly needed, wanted, appreciated, and recognized by the main public, the mainstream, yeah. beautiful, everyday Jones, Jones, uh, Joes and Janes out there. I I just absolutely was floored with how much um, people are, are really starting to wake up and appreciate this stuff. And I say wake up with respect and, and love. I don't mean it like, hey, wake the hell up, people. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is not about that other word that's related no. to the word wake. Exactly. I'm, I'm really not at all. Like, it's, I'm just really proud of people and really actually excited. And I was personally inspired by a lot of the people there because I, I still think it's a little niche, the stuff that we talk about in this podcast. And I'm, I'm starting to realize, Bill, I don't think it is, you know, it's it, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The awareness is amazing to me. I had a, a crazy insight. You'd think, you know, Bill is a stupid but you know how we're, we're always talking about frequencies and how important they are whenever I always get that conversation. I gave a lecture last Thursday, I guess it was last Thursday evening. And I was there to demonstrate uh, what's the music on your heart and how that works, like the interactive nature. We've done this before. And I got the question about 432 hertz. And um, I heard myself saying, if 432 hertz is your thing, when you remember the music that you need, and it plays in your brain, it's probably playing at 432 hertz, right? It Because it just would. I mean, why not, right? And the insight was, hey, 528, 174, pick the flipping hertz you want, right? But if it happens inside your head, how much more perfect is that? You don't have to be concerned about whether you're on the you know, the hurts or not, because it's inside you. I mean, your brain doesn't know the difference. That's why visualization is so powerful. Right. Right. It doesn't know the difference. Yeah, it totally doesn't. So if you're listening right now and 432 is your thing or whatever, pick a frequency, uh, just know that when you hear that in your head, you're going to get the frequency you need, whatever it is. I, I did also hear some interesting things about 432 that the audience, that some audience members brought to my attention at that workshop. And one woman, she clearly is well-versed and studied in the Bible, and she mentioned how 432 hertz apparently comes up. Some, not the 432 hertz is mentioned in the Bible, but that number, 432, apparently seems to have a lot of significance. Oh, yeah. in, in Sacred in geometry. That. I mean, Correct. It, is, it is all tied together with that which makes a lot of sense to me yeah i mean 432 <laughs> of course is a is a sacred number and it's divisible by nine which is like the most magical and sacred number because it's only divis multiplied or divided by itself 
You know, yeah. it's the only number that can reduce to itself every single time. And 432, of course, is that perfect mathematical sacred geometry um, harmony. And then the other thing that I was hearing from people too, though, is that um, there's, they say, they told me anecdotally that they all felt the difference. Cause I always do a demo. I play them the same thing at 440 and then I, and I bring it down to 432 and I show yeah. them yeah. this is what the difference is. It's subtle, yeah. but you can hear it. And, um, and they all were like, oh man, the second you went back to 432, it's like my body just, ah. Right. And and recently, you know, when I'm practicing other songs and playing to other music, of course, I have to turn back. To, I always tune my keyboard back to 440. I'm at a point now where I, if I'm playing it and I've like turned off my keyboard, it will it will remember the previous settings. So if right, I've right. 40 and I come back, it's still at 440. And I it's a day later and I forgot. I'll be playing it and, I, and I'll feel it. And I'll be like, yeah, there's something wrong here, right? And I'll check. I'm like, I knew it. It's not yep. at 432. Yep. So it's it's not just because I'm used to it. It's because it feels. It really does for me. It just feels so much better. It really yeah. does feel noticeably better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's just what I'm leading with now. I'm like, I'll I'll talk about the science and Dr. Emoto and some other things like that, the Great Pyramid maybe and and stuff like that. But ultimately, what really matters is I feel better, and it's been consistent for the last five six years now. This is like, you know, a worldwide movement that's going to catch hold because there are orchestras already who tune to different pit, different um, reference pitches. It's always been that way. And 440 is convenient, but I think we're going to see some blowback and more and more people are going to be playing at 432 until it gets to the point where, you know, <laughs> the, the tuning instruments that the piano tuners have, you know, those sets of tuning forks that you can get. And then I... I um... I was told too by the audience. They're like, "There's not still. There's not a large number of of musicians, especially, but also even you know, in the meditation realm that are doing meditations to 432 hertz music in nice. general." Yeah, and there's not. You're reminding me as we're in the podcast, and I don't want to be rude here, but you gave me a thing. Like, I'm like, "Oh crap! I got to reach out to this woman who I met when I was collecting fresh spring water," which is the funniest thing because every time I get my Fresh spring water, which I don't get enough. I, I need, I want more of it. It's the most delicious, amazing, glacier-fed, beautiful alpine water. Um, but anyway, every time I'm at the place where you fill up, I always meet the coolest people. And last time I was there, I met this woman who does, she's a sound healer. And according to her, and she's been, you know, looking at this for a while, she, the, she's the only person in Vancouver who does sound healing and has sound bulls all tuned to 432 hertz. And I can, and I can say from my experience that I've yet to meet a sound healer in Vancouver, which is, you know, British Columbia, West Coast Canada, um, stereotypically is a lot more quote unquote spiritual or quote unquote into uh, the yogi, the yogi lifestyles and nutritional holistic kind of lifestyles. You would think there would be more people out here doing the 432 hertz thing. Nope, we're still not quite there yet. So crystal bowls, all of that, those are not 432. There's okay. My personal experience, having played with a lot of sound healers now, is there yeah. a lot of the most commonly are in between. They're kind of in between 440 yeah. and 432, but they're definitely not 432. A lot of them, more often than not, are 440, or they're off by like five cents from 440. So they're maybe 439. Yeah. Or so yeah. I can't hear the difference unless the two tones are together. I really can't hear the physical difference but i feel it and this 
sensitivity that we're all developing is really, really cool because we haven't been tuned in and I'm using those words on purpose, right? We haven't been tuned in to this potential for a long time here. And with sound healing and the, and the resurgence of just interest in music and in sound in general, um, it's really, uh, I think it's really important that we recognize it's, what's happening. Of course, you know, being Westerners, we're all hung up on the, the notes, right? The tones, the frequencies themselves. And, uh, I have yet to see a scholarly paper on this because, you know, the solfeggio tones have been dissed by scholarship for a while, but it still doesn't mean that it's not worth in investigating. First of all, how were the tones made in ancient days? But more importantly, what are the overtone sequences? What are harmonic sequences that come with these things? And how do they change between, say, 440 and 432? Because it's not just the tone, right? It's the movement of the thing, plus all these harmonics that are working on us, as well as the bass frequency or whatever we're calling it, or the, the frequency an octave below, or, you know, all those other things that come into play too. So as awareness grows around this, I think we're going to see more interest in the, the full spectrum. Thanks for saying that, Bill, because that's such a good point. That's another thing I took away from that weekend was the frequencies are important. And equal to that, the music is so important. Like oh, what no. instruments are you even playing? Because when we do this, uh, when I work with Tennyson King, he plays his Jorung, which is translates in, from Cantonese to English as medium-sized guitar. And it's like a, <laughs> it's also um, known on Google, if you're doing a Google search, as a moon guitar. So if you guys are trying to look up what this looks like, you can type in moon guitar, Chinese moon guitar, and you'll likely get the same thing. Jorung is a complex spelling that I'm not even going to try right now. It starts with a Z and H, I think. And anyway... So he's playing that, and that has a beautiful tone. He's running it through psychedelic effects as well, like lush, long trail reverbs and delays. So he, but and this just this, it's a beautiful sound that they use. They built this guitar for meditation. I mean, it's literally used. Nice. It was used to mimic the sounds of the birds and the wind and all this kind of stuff. So when he plays that instrument, it the second I hear the tonality, you know, the right. timbre of that instrument. I am taken away, yeah. regardless of if I'm in 440 or 432. But if we're down in 432, which we are, it's just extra powerful, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, and this is like goes into your work, Bill. It's like the music is still so important. And what every time I'm doing these, I'm also trying to make sure that I recognize, yes, the frequencies and the science is important. And I'm bringing my musicality into it. And it's actually the music maybe more so than the 432 that takes people on this journey because they all come back with like, Oh my God, dude, I was, I went to this like other galaxy or right. I went into my inner child and I was back at age seven all of a sudden, or I, like people have these profound journeys and I have to wonder, I, I, I know it's a combination of the two, but maybe 432 is just what it brings your nervous system into such a beautiful state of like peace and calm. Yeah, and the then you're flowing in, you know? Exactly. And then the music maybe and, is what takes you on that journey. I don't know. I've been um, trying to visualize the fabric of five dimensions for a while. The fabric of three dimensions is pretty easy. But if you think about what happens when space and time are part of the fabric, then even the ability to measure a particular frequency disappears. Because there's no 
per anything. There's no per second. <laughs> well, there's no time. There's no time, right? So you can't actually say that something's vibrating a certain number of times per some t- slice of time because time doesn't exist. It's just uh, an, an all-encompassing, like swimming in the ocean or something. And in that fabric, it doesn't really matter, you know, like if you're, if you've ever done any snorkeling, that's probably a good analogy. Yeah. Swimming, yeah. you know, in deep water with all of that beauty around you, whatever. Like the individual colors are important, but moving through them is the point. Right. And it's so cool that you can snorkel with somebody and afterwards you can say, Did you see this? Do you see that? And you will find out that you saw entirely different things, or even the same things, but in different ways, in reference to wherever your perspective was and all of that. And I think 5D consciousness is like that. There's no one point that matters, you know, but what matters is the flow through it. Because it's a much more um Instead of being limited the way 3D is, 5D gives us this opportunity to travel in our individual ways effortlessly because we're not bound by space and time. Yeah, and it's like the feeling maybe more matters than the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the... that's our perception. I, I, the mind goes away, right? The 3D mind goes away. The perception has got to be in some other way. <laughs> we have to perceive yeah. our motion through that in some other way. And maybe time exists, it just exists in an infinite plane, perhaps, where it's oh, like... Oh, yeah. There's no limits. There's just no end of time. Um, and it doesn't have the same deterioration that we see where things, you know, are born and die and born and yeah. die and death and rebirth. Maybe it's just a different kind of way of being in that fifth dimension plus whatever other... Um, what's the shape? So it's triangles, the third dimension, squares, the fourth dimension, and then is it um, uh, the... Um, What's the what's the one with five? Ah, a tetrahedron. That's four. Yeah, base. Dodecahedron. I'm no. I don't know the the shape that I see when I visualize that is a thing from uh, the quantum gravity people. E eight. Right. Yeah. Which exactly. Is, uh, is in motion. Like yeah, it's a hologram of a hologram in motion. <laughs> oh, uh, Pentagon. 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 But that Not seems so intelligence agency. Two dimensional. Well, they're all two-dimensional. I guess I'm thinking of sides. So a triangle, oh, the number of sides, right? So there's three-dimension, square or cube, fourth dimension, and then the, uh, I guess the pentagon, and then whatever the 3D version of that is. Yeah. But anyway, getting into another realm here. But uh, yeah, sacred it's sacred geometry. It's sacred geometry. I love that episode we did do when we got to hear what that sounds like on right? a frequency level. That connected a lot of dots for me because yeah. You know, geometry is is music. Music is geometry. What is it? Music is frozen architect. No, architecture is frozen music. That's what it, I've heard that before. Yeah, who said that? Sacred That's architecture, cool. like beautiful architecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like you know, not modern day Western cheap <laughs> crap that we build now. <laughs> so science is doing a great favor to all of us by protocolizing things, but this sound healing is so far beyond protocol right and and i think you're you're talking about something that's really important which is hey i can lead you to how to do this but you're gonna have to do it so that it works for you that insight is profound chris because there's like no one right way to breathe right thank you vim hoff and 
you know, all the Ujjayi breathers from Asia, everybody else who's ever done breath work, right? Thank you, because you're just unlocking the potential that's there. Same like sound healing, right? Sound healing can be like a pitchfork on your head, or it can be those noise-canceling, bone-conducting headphones, uh, or it can be sitting by a stream in the mountains. You know? And and combining those things is where you get the real oh, amazing. Yes. You know, I'm I'm now starting to do more. Um, I'm going to be starting monthly events in October onwards. Um, one of them is going to be breathwork and beats. So I'll be doing the beats, yeah. the music, and my very good friend is going to lead the breathwork, and he's just so good at it. And he's my friend who I go out with every week to do breathwork. Right. And we're just going to bring that to anyone who wants to participate. But the 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 combination is the 432 hertz music that I'll be performing live, improvising it while he does the breath work and the beats, the rhythm that we'll put into it is super key because breath work is very primal. It's very physical. It's very activating. And that when you can get through, I, I'm always half dancing when I'm doing breath work, when it's right. to a track and when it's to, right. when someone's done a really good breath work journey recording and it's got, they got some cool music going on and there's some good rhythm. I really get into like the shamanic kind of, psychedelic breathwork um rhythm because the music takes me there and i feel like my I'm, my spine starts to have that kundalini sort of serpent you know undulation going on and yep. it's a very synergistic experience so we wanted to bring that in these events we've done them before and it's just an example of yet again when you fuse music it's like music goes with everything <laughs> you know uh -huh. it's like when you start to pair it and you start to see how it enhances different things you know i i i'm curious bill like when you did your lecture you know what are what are do you leave anything for people to take away from that like when you talk about your music stuff like what are those little because it's again it's an idea of how you can take music incorporate it into your life to enhance it's like you're combining it with other things right it's, it's exactly that because the music that we do is the music that the audience chooses so what they leave with is not so much with any new music, but they leave with a new way of using the music they already love. And it's so cool to watch the lights come on around that. And um, I mean, it, it's it's a function too of how deep you want to go because some people don't go there and some people really go there. And in both cases, it's meaningful for them, right? So somebody who is pretty locked up emotionally can still have an amazing experience and understand things about the music that they brought and how that works on them in ways that open them up to a, a richer experience in life. Just as well as a person who comes in and winds up, you know, in a puddle on the floor after listening to, you know, you line up my life or whatever it was, <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. And, uh, and that's marvelous for me because, you know, I don't know what's going on there, but the moment that they realize that it, music and, and who they are are the same thing everything can change for them. Right. Yeah. We are music in a lot of ways. Right. I think that's why it's so universal. It's a, it's a universal language anywhere I've ever been in the world. There's always music. Always you know? music. And I, and it's my favorite way to connect with people right off the bat. Um, I just was at a, a friend's house on Saturday and he invited me over a new group of guys I've never met before. Um, you know, and what do we do? First thing when I get there, I brought my guitar and, you know, just start jamming. Start jamming. <laughs> I don't know anyone here. Right. Let's play some That's music. How it works. It's how it works. And I and I and they're like, 
they're like, oh, they, they, I think they made a comment. They're like, oh, wow, we're just like jamming imme- immediately. I'm like, isn't that the best way to get to know each yeah, other? It's the only way, right? <laughs> so, hey, how are you at, at improvising in five? Because I know a lot of breathers count five. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can. Um, four is still, uh, you know, for me, just being kind of like raised with pop music and yeah. uh, and and just standard four four songs. Like, obviously, four four is more natural for me. Yeah, but I, I can do five. Five's fun. Um, breathwork, yeah, it comes in a lot of different forms. You're right. Five is a common one, and and four is also very common too. Yeah, I have um, really developed incredible respect for breathwork. And I often invite people to breathe at the beginning of a session. But I'm realizing more and more that the freedom for them to breathe as they are most comfortable doing it, like the music that's in your heart, it's most comfortable for you to approach your breath in the way that you need, rather than for me to be all guiding you. You know, now we're going to breathe in for four, right? So just allowing people to have their own experience of the breath, especially in a crowd that's into into that kind of thing, like they know already. Uh, is really, really valuable. And, you know, it's not like it's a big part of what I do. It takes a couple minutes at the beginning, but people always thank me for the opportunity to breathe. (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) I was literally talking about this with a friend the other day, Bill, like we, and it's not to like, it's just an observation, but we are so pinched off in the Western world here. We are so pinched off from everything. We don't, we're pinched off from nature. We're pinched off from how to breathe properly right. like we're, we're not raised this way a lot of other tra- like cultures and traditions like they like again like i'm just looking at asia and the the tradition of qigong as an example like that's right yeah, that's perfect, breathe. right everybody that's learns the first, that. that's the first learn. thing they teach you is yeah. how to breathe how to breathe hello <laughs> you know like and and it's okay like we're coming back into that and that's why these things are so important right now that we bring this back to our our the world in general and the western world especially but it's just interesting to observe like wow we um we like to think we're well ahead of the game here in the western world and i uh, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's my answer <laughs> if we were ahead of the game why is it that you know people from the western world are going to south america to sit with the caranderos and uh people are going to china and, and tibet to to hang with the yogis and the buddha you know and we need Why is our life expectancy going back down again? Oh, you right. know? Yeah, well, mental health is on the rise. You that's because we've done such a good job with psychology. <laughs> we have psychology. Now look at our mental health. We can define anything. Yeah. The left eye is twitching. Well, that's a disorder we discovered yesterday, and it's now Here's in the DSM 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now go take these 18,000 pills and you'll be fine. You know? Yes, like, which are more expensive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's just so much, right? And, and, and that's also the beauty of of the contrast that we've had to live through in the Western world is that, yeah, we have a mountain to climb out of all the stuff that we've been pinched off of. But at least we yeah. know that we have that situation and we know of so many modalities that can help us get there. Totally. Right. And there's so many there's answers to all of these problems, like there's solutions to all of this. And that's the exciting thing is, yeah, it's a little like, you know. It's a little messed up, certainly, or a lot messed up, and we're super pinched off, absolutely. And at the same time, that's cool because now we have so much room to grow and we have so much room to evolve and become just better versions of ourselves. And that's also a huge reason why we're all here is to just learn and grow and expand. And we've been given a a fun – again, I look at life as a game a lot of the time, right? Right, right. When the game has put an opponent that's quite challenging for you to to beat, right? It's that boss in the video game or something. Yeah. 
And, you know, like that's we've got a pretty difficult, you know, challenging boss to beat here in the Western world. But that's part of the game, you know, and we wouldn't have a game if there wasn't an adversary of some kind. So you've given me an idea for a topic that we'll need to discuss someday, which is how the music business itself is changing Mm. and not the business so much, but for independent musicians who are doing what they do. I mean, your story is transformative in many ways. It It inspires me. And you're just still in the middle of it, right? Oh, yeah. But it's not about the traditional, you know, find a producer, you know, make a recording, get a demo album together, pedal it, to, you know, it's that's gone. But something else is taking its place and it's a Wild West anymore, but it's a sort of a beautiful musician-ish Wild West rather than a, you know, if we were cage fighters, it'd be a different kind of industry. <laughs> but oh, you know, wow. Musicians are like, First of all, the focus on spiritual music and the import of music and the, the inspiring things that like Taylor Swift is able to do in spite of the music industry and telling them what to go pound sand when they when she needs to. Uh, these are important things we could, you know, probably spin a whole conversation around someday, which we won't do right now because you all have been with us for whatever, 40 minutes now. And and we respect your time. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good point because the industry and the world of music in general has changed so much. And. And as much as a lot of it, you can look at it in a negative light. Um, there's so much positive, of course, just like with anything, yeah. when there's a major change, there's new opportunities that come out of that, just as much as there's things kind of dying away as well. And uh, I think any good entrepreneur, any good um, artist in general, um, but I, I, I really I really love the entrepreneurial attitude. I think it serves everyone in yes. some ways, even if yes. you're working for a company and have no need to create a income streams for yourself, it's still helpful to have that still mentality helpful. of how do, how can I adapt instead of just only going, oh my God, this is wrong, that's wrong. It's like, okay, and, and a good entrepreneur just continues to adapt and evolve. That's it. Our, our medium is in fact our message in that sense because yeah. musicians are about growing and evolving and adapting. Even the ones who sit in the studio and play can play anything site on site perfectly. Yeah still do all the creative stuff that musicians do. And that's a, I hate to use the word, a mindset, but I'll use the mindset. That's a, a life skill yeah. that the rest of the world is just hungry for right now. Yeah, especially with tunnels. all the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you looked at the world recently? Just a little right. bit. <laughs> a little bit. So, um, yeah, you know, it is the age of Aquarius in that sense, because musicians and poets and the creative people are offering the way forward that is not available to the production mindset, you know, to the corporate mindset, to the industrial age way of thinking. I'm not even sure what to call what we're in right now, but it's definitely not meta. It's beyond that. Well, the Aquarian age is the best I've heard because, and then for those that don't know that, I mean, the Aquarian age just is a cycle of time that, you know, the ancients um, measured the cycle of the Zodiac. 26,000 years. Is that the one we're on? Or is there a 12,000? The full full Zodiac cycle is 26,000 years, approximately a little under that. And uh, there's 12 sections within the full cycle and the 12 symbols of the Zodiac take up, I don't know, divide... 26,000 by 12. Yeah, I'll just do that in my head right now. Hang on. (laughs) So that many, you know, 2,500 years or or so is each, you know, cycle. So we got out of very recently, I believe it was 2012 when we switched over. But yeah, yeah, there was the big change on that. And that's the end of the Mayan calendar. And so they're all kind of interestingly linked around the same times. 
recognizing the same cycles. And there's cycles of consciousness. There's cycles of human consciousness where we go to our golden age, high levels of awareness, and then low levels of awareness. Interestingly enough, we just came out of our lowest, lowest, most disconnected level of awareness, which completely lines up with everything that we've been witnessing. And it also lines up perfectly with the transition happening right now because we're going out of it. We're moving... We're in this Aquarian age, and the Aquarian age is all about, and many, there's a lot more detail you can go into, but mostly what it's all about is it's reshaping all of these paradigms. These paradigms are all crumbling, and they're being rewritten. And the, one of the new paradigms in business that's being rewritten is it's it's all heart-based now. It's not strategic or manipulative or competitive. It's collaborative. It's community-based. Yep. It's heart-based and you will be, you will do more success. You will be more successful and make more money. The more you're doing things that you're truly passionate about, that you feel like you're truly here to serve. Yep. And that energy is what will bring in your wealth. Not how awesome is my marketing campaign? You know, exactly. I, I've so turned away from marketing. People that hit me on LinkedIn. It's like, you know, lead setting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll pay you on closed business. We're not paying anything up front. Most of the time they go away. And that's marketing for me is also like, I don't like the word anymore just because again, it's part of the old paradigm, Yeah. but let's just take that word. And it's like, it's, it's, there's a new way of informing people about what you do. Cause that's all marketing is right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I'm also redefining that. And I'm really enjoying things like literal word of mouth, text messaging. Absolutely. Right. Networks. It's about the relationship. It's relationships. And it's, again, it comes back to love. These are, I'm connecting people who I yes. love. Yes. I love everyone in all things in life. Of course, I recognize that general non-unconditional love, but of course, there's people we truly gravitate towards more. And those people, I'll send messages out and get them to soundboard what I'm doing or, yep. or shout it out to the yep. rest of the world. That's, yeah, that's think, how it works. That's how it works. That's how music has always worked. Exactly. Right? Well, actually, that's how the creative world has, has always worked. It wasn't until the industrial age that it got to sort of be productized, right? Yes. Yeah. And not to blame anybody for this, but you know, Dickens figured out that if you could write a little bit of a story and publish it every week, you not only would build an audience for your eventual book, but you'd get paid while you were writing your book. <laughs> every generation. Man, right? You're smart. Like you just, you, again, that's the entrepreneurial light. And that's right? all the most successful artists are, tr- are typically quite entrepreneurial. I mean, just oh, looking yeah. at the the Drakes or things like that. I use him because I don't really like his music and I have to give him full respect on a business level because that guy just yeah. very smart man, uh, really good business operator and yeah. and knew how to grow a brand really, really well. Yeah. So good for him, you know, like well-deserved. And you know what? It's not about growing a worldwide following and, you know, respect for Taylor Swift. have to be. You don't no. have to have that to be quite happy doing what you do. You know, and if you get fame, great, fans, but a hundred, yeah, hundred two fans. That's the number, right? right? Who do we yeah. thank for that? Somebody. Forget who. Uh, somebody, but somebody who matters. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thank fans, you. <laughs> right. Seth Godin. I don't know. Somebody like that. hundred true fans. Maybe it was Derek Sivers. But it's true. Know. It's totally true. But it's, it's basic, yeah. right? You, you really don't need millions and millions of followers in spite of, you know, <laughs> But they we're you. all tied into how many people are following us on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Or, or you do. Friends we have? Or I mean, I've just, again, like it's, I'm off. Like uh, I'm fully off of it. 
Um, no judgment to anyone who's on it. It's just like for me, social media is part of the old world in a weird way for me. And and, and other people are going to are gonna have a completely different experience with that. And awesome. All the power to you. Exactly. For me, it has led to so much anxiety. And I have to – I actually have an app that I can put my posts on that will then post to my social so I don't actually yeah. have to go to the platform. Yeah. I just did that today for a couple of shows because, you know, I still don't have the cash right now to be paying someone to do that for me. Uh, that will be something I will absolutely invest in long term. Uh, but right now I'm still doing it myself, but I'm still not on the app. And that's enough just to keep my sanity. Like, it, yeah, it yeah. I just I really it as a, as a uh, billboard. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, there's, yeah, like I'm still, again, like it's a transition. So there's part of me in the old world still. Yeah. But we're moving into this Aquarian cool ass world. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, I should probably figure it out. If I were to subscribe to and attend even only the stuff that I've learned about in 2023, I would have no time for anything and I'd be broke. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because even if any of those, let's say the ones that are business focused, like a networking group or something, if business came out of that, I wouldn't have time to do it because I'd be so busy in all the Facebook groups and networking events and, you know, Zoom masterminds and everything else. It's like, I just don't want to add to any more of that noise. <laughs> right? It'd Brilliant. be great to hang out with people, but, you know, charging them a monthly fee that takes their time and maybe gives them some kind of value. I mean, for heaven's sakes, all the value you need is out there. Just chat GPT for it if you want to learn something. Um, I, hanging out with people, like having coffee, doing what we do, just chat. You know, this is way more valuable than any of that. Yeah, we, we got to do another podcast on this, Bill, because like I could go on about this a lot. I've, I've had recent revelations a lot right now about just that exact, um, this whole topic of... of kind of evolving and growing your business in this new age and in, in ways that might feel contradictory or not yeah. a smart business move, but they feel really good. And and for me, I'm really following more of that feeling really good. Let's um, talk about that next time we get together, because that is a really important topic and it might spin out into two or three conversations. Yeah. Um, but think about a structure for that. Yeah. Because what you're saying is really, really critical right now. And it's um, oh, another word I don't like. Disruptor. <laughs> I want to be a ruptor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like raptor, <laughs> right? I want to be a dinosaur. <laughs> I want to be the. I, anyway, I, it's not taking apart anything. It's sort of going to what matters. We're not tearing down social media. We're not taking away the internet. But what matters when you're in the creative world is not how many times you can post per day right? It doesn't matter how good your posting is. What matters is this, is this one-to-one, -one, this face-to-face, -face, this being in the room, like picking up instruments and jamming together, you know, and, and if the internet is not a place where you can do that online, uh, hey, I'm all about that, but I don't care if anybody's listening, right? I don't want to promote it to 40 million people and charge people to be there and have somebody monitoring the comments so we can hear what all the yahoos in the world that are on board are telling us about our stuff right then. It's like, no, man, this is about the one-to-one -one or one-to-five or whoever many, how many are in the band, you know, at that moment or in the room. It's connection. It's connection and it's quality over quantity. In my personal opinion, quality over quantity. Yes. And it's all about human connection. That's all business ever has been and ever will be. Right. 
And uh, maybe once we come into more contact with our beautiful extraterrestrials, business will expand to other beings and species. But it's still business. It's still personable uh, relations with with yeah. beings. With, it's, with it's an exchange. Being. It's an exchange. It's an exchange of something. Of something. Of energy at the end of the day. It all comes down to that. It's energy of some form that's being exchanged. And when you're doing it with love and excitement and passion – you're only going to attract more opportunities that bring in those feelings. And guess what? The people that interact with you then are going to feel those things too. And then you just start to leave like this. I'll share this in our next episode, but I've had so many stories recently where, you know, there's so much fun being had so much good feelings that are being had in the business situation where you literally forget it's a business interaction. Yes. And then the money comes in and you're like, that was the best feeling ever for that money coming in. Right. More of that, you know, like, it's just wonderful. Those, that's if, we, you're moving into. if we pursue those opportunities exclusively, we can change things. Yes. We, we got to talk about this because your, your yeah. fellow Canadian, Jeff Booth, who's uh, the cryptocurrency guy, right, is all over this. And his basic line is, you know, eventually there will be no more money. But we won't need it because everything will be done for us by all the bots that are currently <laughs> just growing up, right? So when everything is done for us, we don't need money to exchange for that. And that'll take the whole conversation to a new level. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a it's a exciting future. I'm 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 feeling positive about it. So Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Well, I, you know, thanks hey, I'm for... bummed we didn't record on Monday, but this is an equal, equally amazing bump for the rest of my week. <laughs> Great. Me too. I always love these conversations, Bill. And, and all of you beautiful folks watching, listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our uh, our nice little ramble today on uh, many subjects. But that's exactly. a podcast. So, hey. That's the podcast. Yeah, and you know what? You Here we go. Because they tell us that this exact thing that you and me are doing, Chris you and I are doing, that we are doing, (laughs) this exact sort of rambling thing, quote, doesn't sell. And you know what? They're exactly right. Because it isn't about selling anything. It's about offering a, a, you know, a place where people can jump in and springboard off to something else, you know? And if you get good ideas, um, send us a check. No, I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) Send us a message. Send us a comment. I would love to hear about anyone and and what you're experiencing with these podcast episodes, with any of the suggestions that we're throwing at you, beautiful people, and any uh, thoughts or ideas that you want to share, because ultimately, you know, this is a safe space that we're trying to create here on the podcast for many things, contemplation, inner introspective thought, um, inspiration, ideas that you might get. I love listening to podcasts because I just get so many ideas and I, I just love listening to conversation. I I think, I think as humans, a lot of us, I mean, that's the beauty of the podcast generation is just recognizing how much humans, we enjoy listening to humans. We like conversation. We don't like the, again, the old world we're leaving behind is this heavily scripted, overproduced, nonsensical facade that's not even real how to you know raise a plant (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) we want real we just want to be real so i have to run being real right now to another podcast that i do i love it i love this world of podcasting so like i said to all the beautiful people watching and listening let us know send us a comment we'd love to hear give us a like a thumbs up or whatever however you're listening and watching watching to us and um, yeah, thanks again, Bill. This was great. I um, I always love our conversations. Oh, likewise. And hey, thank you because to our sponsors, Ancient Mysteries Unearthed, right? 
yep. and Musimorphic. Grateful to have the backing that allows us to be able to do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And how about a quick shout out um, for, for people that are interested in checking out uh, any of my work, you know, you can go to crystalmusic.com yeah, yeah. and you can also go to ancientmysteriesonearth.com um, to check out that. Of course, it'll be in the show notes. And Bill, where can people find you? Right up there, uh, musimorphic.com. Let's see if I can point to it. Yeah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> Backwards in the mirror. Musimorphic.com, great website. It's fun too. It's gamified. Oh yeah, totally gamified. We're, we're, reinvest, re, we're reinvigorating music with fun. Great. You and me both. That's that's the way to go. No more Royal Conservatory. Don't. Yeah. Off you go. Fine. Goodbye, yeah. Royals. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> that's sacrilegious in some parts of the world. I know. But, Love you. Uh, you know, God praise the king or whatever. What is it? God, yeah. Long live the king. There we go. That's what I'm trying there to say. Is. And off yeah. you go to your other podcast, man. Thanks for uh, everything, though, Bill. I appreciate you. We'll see you soon. See you soon. All right. Much love. Aho. Aho.